Hello, hi, and welcome to this episode of the Mandy Mayer podcast. If you are new here, welcome. If you are looking to lose fat, lose weight, get healthy, exercise a bit more, change your mindset around getting healthy and losing fat and achieving goals in that area as well as in any area of your life, you'll be happy to know that you are in the right place because this is a podcast where I chat about all of that and I help you create that unstoppable mindset that is going to help you reach all your goals regardless of what they are. If at any point during any episode that you do listen to, you feel like sharing the episode with a friend, a family member, your aunt, your uncle, your cousin, your neighbor, your best friend, please feel free to do so. A rating or a review will be much appreciated as well. And please don't forget to subscribe on the app that you are listening to so that you never miss an episode in the future. In today's episode, I'm going to be chatting you through five underrated food hacks and the benefits of those quote-unquote hacks when it comes to fat loss. Now, I know there's so much information out there, so I want to try and simplify it for you. Now, before we get into this episode and the five hacks, I want to reiterate to you that nutrition, your diet, the foods that you eat, that's the driving force behind your fat loss. It's not the amount of times that you go to gym and exercise and throw weights around. Nutrition is the pilot of the fat loss aeroplane. Yes, exercise is amazing. It is great. And there's so many other benefits from doing exercise. And I would highly suggest that you do start moving more. But I want you to know that the driving force for fat loss is focusing on your nutrition. So saying that, here are five things that I would suggest you start doing if you have been struggling with your nutrition or your diet plan or struggling with adhering to your nutrition and the plan that you have created for yourself around your nutrition. And also, if you have no idea where to turn to when it comes to nutrition, that side of things, then I would say follow these five steps that or hacks that I'm going to chat about now and do this consistently and you will see progress. Number one, actually figure out your calorie range and target per day so that you know more or less how many calories you need to be consuming to be within a deficit. And the benefits of knowing this is it's going to help you know, like I said, how much you can eat per day, which is a fundamental part to fat loss because you need to consume less calories than what you expend for fat loss to take place. So number one, figure out what your calorie range is for the day. You can do so on my website with a free calorie calculator that I have created. mandymayer.com calorie calculator is there for you to use. 
When you know how many calories you need to be consuming per day, more or less, or you have a target to work towards, that just sets up a shitload of structure for you. Like I said, it gives you something to work towards. If you don't know, you're just going to be winging it. And when you don't see progress, you're like, oh, why the fuck am I not seeing progress? But it could be because you're still over-consuming food. So, like I said, Step one, figure out what your calorie target or range is for the day to be within a calorie deficit. That is a fundamental starting point. Step number two or hack number two, meal planning in advance. Plan your meals in advance. Now when I say plan your meals, I don't necessarily mean prep your meals. Yes, you can do so. There's also a huge amount of benefits to prepping your meals. But if you're not at that stage yet, dial it down a notch and just plan your meals in advance. So sit down, write down on a piece of paper what you're going to be consuming the next day and the day thereafter. If you're using a tracking app such as MyFitnessPal and Fat Secret, which I would suggest that you use in the beginning because it's going to give you a good indication as to how many calories you are consuming through the food that you are eating every single day. It's going to then highlight to you where you are currently at with your nutrition. You can then make calculated decisions moving forward. But back to the meal planning in advance. I've seen way too many times with myself and a lot of other people winging it. People try and wing it and they wake up in the morning and they're like, oh, what am I going to have for breakfast today? Oh, okay, I'll have that. Then lunchtime comes, oh, what am I going to have for lunch today? Then by the time dinner comes, because you're winging it, you have no idea what you're going to have for dinner. You've had a shit day at work. Your boss has been an absolute dickhead. You are exhausted. You are fatigued. Now you need to make a decision on a fatigued mind, and 99.9% .9 of the time, that decision is probably going to be a shit decision that is not part of your initial plan. That's why I say meal planning in advance is vital, because when you have the plan in front of you, you have structure. When you have structure, you feel like you are in control. And having a plan also then helps that you don't need to make decisions on a fatigued mind. So when you wake up every morning, you've got this plan that you set out the night before of your meals for the day, with your meals calories for the day. You know exactly what you intend to eat for the day, which is going to help you stay within your calorie range or calorie targets for the day. But if you are just winging it with no plan, shit is going to hit the fan. I can guarantee you that right now. And I use most of these hacks that I am giving you guys is stuff, hacks that I used for my successful 40 kilogram weight loss. And I still use them today. Every morning when I wake up, I know what is on the plan for the day. Does that mean I can't change the plan? Absolutely not. It is changeable, but I know, cool, I'm having this for breakfast, oats for example, banana, protein shake. For lunch, I'm having pork loin chops, sweet potatoes, green beans, millies and broccoli. 
Broccoli's? Broccoli. A lot of broccoli is broccoli's. No, it's not Mandy. It's a bunch of broccoli. Anyway, we digress. And for dinner, I'm having the same thing. So my day, my meals for the day are already set out. I don't need to make any decision at all throughout the day as to what I am going to consume. It's there. I just need to cook it, right? And if you want to take it a step further, you can prep your meals as well because that really does help a lot more as well because if you get home after a long day of being at work, you don't need to then cook your meal. Your meal is there. It's already been cooked. All you have to do is take it out the fridge and warm it up. Number one, it saves time. Number two, you don't need to make a decision on a fatigued mind. And number three, it's really going to help you adhere to the plan. And then hack number three, and this is something that I do up until this day. It's something that I learned very early on in my fat loss journey. And like I said, I still do it today. When I am planning my meals in advance, I plan around my protein. So I build my meal around my protein. My protein is the first decision that I make. So today, for example, I'm having pork loin chops. That was the decision that I made before I decided on what other foods I'm going to have with that. Now I've built my meal around my protein. How is this beneficial? This is beneficial because you're making protein your focal point. And protein is the source of food that is going to keep you fuller for longer. And when you are fuller for longer, you are going to adhere to your calories or your nutrition plan a lot better. So like I said, try and build your meal around your protein source. Make protein the focal point for your meals, then build that meal around it. So decide what carbohydrates you're going to have with that protein, decide what veggies you're going to have with that protein, then boom, make your meal. And as I'm chatting about this, my mind keeps wandering back to point two. I'm like, there's no way this is going to be possible if you don't focus on point two. And point two was planning your meals in advance. So in short, build your meal around the thing that is going to keep you fuller for longer. And that is your protein Hack number four, and I want you to listen quite carefully to this hack, eating three meals per day and possibly a snack. Now, I think this is a very underrated hack because there is so much other information out there with regards to skipping breakfast, etc., etc., and meal timing and all that nonsense that goes with it. I am a firm believer in eating three meals per day possibly a snack with that and create a proper set meal frequency around when you eat those meals. Think back to all the times where you haven't eaten breakfast or you haven't eaten lunch because you want to save your calories, for example, for the evening time. Realistically, what happens when you get home from work is you start cooking and then you potentially raid the snack cupboard and you overindulge or you binge that night. Think about where that stems from. 
that is potentially, not potentially, most likely, more likely than not, definitely happening because you are not having set meals throughout the day. By the time dinner comes, you are ravenous. And that is where shit hits the fan. So try and create a set meal frequency of having three meals per day and potentially a snack if you do need to have it. So when I say a meal frequency, I mean something like if you're going to have your breakfast at half past seven in the morning, try and stick to that time frame. Give or take a couple of minutes, 30 minutes here or there. But try and stick to that. If you're going to have your lunch, at one o'clock every single day, try your best to stick to that time. And the same goes for dinner. The reason for this is you're not allowing enough time in between for you to become exceptionally ravenous. So by the time you have your next meal, the meal that you do have is going to be satiating for you. You're going to be full from that meal and you won't feel the urge to overindulge in food. The other huge benefit of creating a solid meal frequency for yourself every day is you'll then easily be able to understand your hunger cues. So if you're never usually hungry at around 11 a.m. in the morning and now you become hungry around that time in the morning, you could then pinpoint it to possible emotional hunger, eating because you're stressed, etc etc so creating a solid meal frequency throughout the day is it's paramount for me not eating when you are hungry because you want to save calories is looking for shit that's me calling a spade a spade and if you don't want to look for shit and you want to see progress I would highly advise or suggest that you do look at creating a meal frequency a solid meal frequency throughout your days and keep it consistent hack number five and it's probably the hack or the step or the piece of advice that nobody wants to hear the foods that you are consuming on your plan, keep them simple, keep them basic, keep them more or less the same. If you look at any person who has been successful with fat loss and maintaining that fat loss and you ask them about the meals that they have consumed, they're not going to answer with five-star fucking meals every single day, a different meal for 365 days. I can tell you that now. They've kept it simple, they've kept it basic, and they've kept it more or less the same over a period of time, especially in the beginning. The reason for that is it's easier to track if you are tracking, it's easier to make decisions. You know what you can and can't consume on your calories. You become very familiar with it. And yes, I know it might seem boring, but sometimes, most times when it comes to fat loss, boring is actually better. Now, I know there are so many influencers out there who post messages about being able to eat absolutely anything whenever you want and they post in all these fancy recipes of consuming this consuming that go back to the time when you have tried to make those recipes what's happened you've gotten overwhelmed you've lost track of how many calories are within the ingredients 
and you felt like you can't keep up with making a different recipe every single day. And therefore, you potentially felt like this fat loss thing is not for you. Now, again, I'm not saying it has to be boring all the time, every single day for the rest of your life. But in the beginning stages, it is very beneficial to identify a number of foods and meals that you would like to consume, that you see yourself being able to consume, and then stick with those for a couple of weeks, for a month, rotate them. And as boring as it may seem, that is what is going to bring you progress. Then you can slowly but surely start looking to spice things up if you wish. But again, like I said, a lot of the times the people, the influencers who are posting these fat loss recipes have never had to lose 30, 40, 50, 60 kilograms and keep it off. They could also potentially be in the industry, well, they would be in the industry. So they would have a huge amount of knowledge already of what they can consume on their calories per day for maintenance, etc., etc. They would know that almonds have higher calories. They would know that biltong would have higher calories. So for them, they might just look at a food and be like, boom, let's splash that together. That's 100% fine. But for you or someone who is just starting out, basic is going to be better because it's not going to be as overwhelming and it's easier for you to keep track of in the beginning. Now I know there might be a lot of you rolling your eyes at that step, at that hack, at that piece of advice and that's 100% fine but from my side like I said having lost the 40 kilograms I stuck to the basics when it came to food and my food choices. I rotated it around. I never got bored of the food that I was eating because, mainly because I was seeing progress and I knew that it was working and I knew that I wouldn't have to eat that same meal or those meals for the rest of my life. It was just the initial stages to actually start seeing progress. And again, I want to reiterate that when I say basic meals, this is not me saying don't add fancy foods or don't add a treat here and there. Of course you can do that. I mean, it's it's your plan. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. I'm just saying that you want to try and keep it as simple as possible in the beginning. And then if you want to add one or two fun foods, one or two amazing five-star meals, that's also 100% fine. But to create consistency, you would put focus on the basics. It's just much easier to control right in the beginning, especially if you are new to choosing foods for your plan to see fat loss take place. So let's quickly recap those five hacks. Number one, actually figure out what your calorie targets would be so that you know what you have to work towards. Number two, and it's so important, is meal planning in advance. Plan your meals out the day before so that you have some structure for the next day or two. Number three, build those meals around your protein source. Choose your protein source, then build your plate around that because that is going to keep you fuller for longer. It's also going to ensure that you get your protein in per day. Number four, 
try and create meal frequency by consuming three meals per day and possibly a snack. If your meal frequency sees you consuming four meals per day, that's also 100% fine. Try and create something that works for you, but try and create consistency within that. Number five, the point that no one wants to hear, stick to simple basic foods that you know the calories of and that you can rotate as you move forward, especially in the beginning stages of your fat loss journey. It's going to help with your consistency and it's really going to help you see progress as you move forward. To every single one of you that do take the time every week to listen to an episode that I release, I do thank you from the bottom of my heart. It really does. I do appreciate it so much because I know that you find value in it and I appreciate that. And that's actually what keeps me recording these episodes and posting these episodes. So thank you so much for that. On that note, I'm going to love and leave you like I usually do. Keep smiling, keep laughing and keep being kind to one another. Much love, your friend who is not as boring as she makes it sound. Mandy 